Welcome, everybody, as you're moving and talking and connecting. Love that. I love that. Well, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful day. I'm, I'm super uh, grateful to be able to speak and share with you. Uh, I'll try to keep it to like, you know, five minutes or so, so that, uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. It'll be in at least another hour, so we're, we're good. Yeah, we got plenty, plenty of time. Get some snacks, you know, all those things. Um, uh, well, I, I want to kind of recap a little bit about um, what Andy talked about last week, and he, he mentioned it several times if you were uh, just paying attention to what he was, what he, what he was mentioning, is that uh, he was talking about just this, this mystical, mysterious aspect um, of baptism, of this drawing, this urging that we, that we feel that's pulling us, drawing us. I mean, several people up here were, were just mentioning that, that, what's going on inside of their, their hearts, inside of their minds, the, the conflict, the tension, the, the not paying attention to it, but yet it's still there throughout their whole life. Just all those things. It's it's amazing. It's amazing to me uh, that I, I want I want to have it all figured out. Andy Andy mentioned that he said he said you know it's not not about having it all figured out. It's, we're running on belief, we're running on that. That's that's what we hope that this this space runs on is running on belief and faith and and perseverance in that. I don't know. That's that's super. Uh, it's hard. That's a hard tension to be in, and uh, I, I struggle with that. I'm. I. I mean, most, most of you, Jeremy knows for sure. I. I love to get books. I love to go to the library and just get all the things to try and figure out all the things. I just. That's what I do. I was not a very good student in school. I, I mean, I made good grades, but I did not care to learn anything. Just so you know, but I, I'm. Just, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious. But I, I wanted to. I want to figure out what like. What is that inside of me? What is, what is going on with this drawing, this urging that I want to be closer? I want to be near. I want to be, I want to know what is that? What's going on? Why, why is Nick up here expressing that? Why is Chris up here? Uh, Chris and Jeremy and Colton and, and Jocelyn and what, what is going on with all that? And it's a mystery. It's a mystery. And it's okay to not know. And it's going to be hard, but it's, it's going to be like, okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, now, now, Andy did also mention that, uh, so if you, if you don't know, we are going through uh, the New Testament. We're going through, uh, right now we're in John, and, um, and I'm, I'm kind of covering over uh, 13 through 17. And uh, Andy said, I quote, that uh, John 8 through 12 is one of the, one of the be- I mean, it's the best. And I'm speaking on 13 through, through 17, and I have to disagree. So um, I've been spending a lot of time in here. I've been spending a lot of time in John 13 through 17, and uh, it's, it's, it's insightful. It's, uh, it's depth. It's, it's simple, but yet complex, and just all, all these things. And that's, that's just what John does in all of his writing. It's, it's complex, but yet simple. And it's, and it's hard to grasp and to, to dive into. And so 
Um, I, I just, I want to, I, I, I usually always do this when I'm speaking, which is all the time. I speak all the time. This is like third time in three years. So um, I, I just, I want to pray. I like to pray. It well, Mainly it just helps me. It doesn't really have anything to do with you guys. So, um, Father, I, I thank you for the privilege to stand up here and to speak and to share and to uh, convey what you've been speaking to me, to working working in me. Um, guide me. Guide us. Reveal yourself. Reveal your mystery to us. Not that we have to figure it out, but just who you are what you've done for us, what you mean to us. Holy Spirit, we we need you. We need you every single day. We need you every single moment. And, And I thank you for the fact that you've given yourself for me and you've entered into me and you've dwelt inside of me, into each of us. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for that. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. So um, if you would like to, I, I would suggest it, just pull up your Bible. We're going to be all up in the Bible today because I love it. I love the Bible. Um, especially, yeah, amen to that. Come on. Uh, John, uh, John 13, uh, 1. That's the, that's the first, first verse right here. And uh, I want to I just read this to you um, because it was, I, as we've been going through, I, I love just what has been culminating, and uh, we talked about uh, Jesus coming to Jerusalem as king and riding in and uh, him just raising up uh, Lazarus and all these things, and it's just so triumphant. In in 13.1, it says that it was just before Passover, before the Passover festival, Jesus knew the hour had come to him to leave this world and to go to the Father having loved his own who were in the world and beloved, uh, beloved them to the end. And that's actually, so I wanted to point out, that's actually referring back to chapter 12. This one of the decently good chapters that, that Andy was mentioning. Uh, it's, it's, it's pulling back to chapter 12, and he's talking about, this is when Jesus, he literally is, is saying in, in, uh, thir- in 23, Jesus why the, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And if you jump down to 27, he says, now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it is for this very reason that I've come to this hour. He's realizing that. And so, again, he, he's back to 13.1. He knew that this was coming. He, he knew it was coming. And it is is giving us insight to this this turmoil, this struggle that he is is coming to. But he knows who he is. He knows why he's there. He knows what he's been journeying to. And he's solidified in that because that's why he literally said, "No, this is this. It's not for me to be take it, taking it. Uh, it's for this very reason I'm here." He know he knows who he is. He know who he knows who he is identifying with. And so that's, that's exactly what we're doing right here in baptism, identifying this sonship that we have, 
this sonship that we have, and, and that's kind of the, the title is sonship and friendship for today. It is this sonship and friendship. That when we have that instantaneous moment of knowing that we are in him, knowing that we are identifying with him, that's just bam, you are you are a son, you are a daughter. Instantaneous. And then the expression of it right here. Expression of of what has been happening, just like what Andy said, has been happening before today, all their lives. He's been, he's been coming after them. He's been coming after each single person. He's been coming after you. Even if you haven't recognized it, even if we haven't acknowledged it, he's, he's still pursuing us. He's still pursuing us. And so um, I, I want to also mention that th- this, this whole theme of 13 through 17, as, as you guys are reading it this week, um, it, the primary theme that I, I saw through this, I mean, I was just reading it a lot, and, and I was seeing that he's giving us insight. Jesus is giving us insight into how he relates to the Father and how the Father relates to him. See, he, he knew that the hour was coming, and he decided as he's walking, and, and I believe, again, Andy said that this is the last week, this whole week, it's the last week of his life. And he chose to give us insight. He chose to give us insight of who he is in the Father and who the Father is in him. And then also how Jesus relates to us. And that, that, I, I, we cannot let that be lost on us. We cannot let that be lost on us. Because that is what solidifies everything. Because if we don't have that... We're just doing it on, on ourselves. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I've tried to do it on myself. It doesn't work out. <laughs> it doesn't work out. And we're going to forget. We're going to forget that sonship sometimes. But then we, he's, the Holy Spirit is going to remind us. He's going to remind us of who we are. And so um, why has why he given us this insight? I, I put down here that he's giving it, us this insight to understand the that he is the model of that, and that he is the source of that. Because, again, without that source, we're, we're, gonna, we're just going to try and do it on our own. We're just going to try to sustain. We're going to try to love. We're going to try to serve. We're going to try and do all the things on our own. And, and again, I'm speaking for myself. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't do it well. I get in the way. Uh, I get prideful. Uh, all, all the things. I start to get hurt. I start to not love out of that unconditional love that, that is the source from him. And so um, I actually want to jump all the way back to the, to the end of chapter, it's going to be John chapter 17. In John chapter, chapter 17, Jesus is praying, and he's praying, for his, he's praying uh, to be glorified, praying to, for his disciples, and praying for the believers. And, uh, and starting in 13, they're going to throw it up there. It says, I'm coming to you now, but to say these things, I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of joy within them. The full, me- full measure of joy. And I have given them your word. And the, wor- the world hates them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. 
Sanctify them by the truth, and your word is the truth. Let's just pause right there. It, the word, these promises, these truths, these, these are all the things, again, he's trying to remind us. He's trying to tell us that, listen, this is how you're going to know who you are, by his word. And I, and I, thank, I thank him for his word. His word is so good to us. His word is so good to us. And so if we continue on, on to the next one there, if you could throw it up there. As you, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them to be alone. I pray also for those who are to believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you and me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. See, again, he's wanting us to know who he is in him, in the Father, who the Father is in him. So that, why? So that they, the world may believe that they have, he's been sent. That's why. When you know this, <laughs> when you know this connection, everybody else will believe that. Everybody else will see that. Everybody else will know it so, so truly. And when we begin to find that sonship, we know that we have been justified. We know that we've become righteous by him. We've been made new by him. We've been forgiven by him. It's the truths, the promises, the authority, all those things. Because it's not from us. It's from him. And so the, when the Holy Spirit reminds us of those things, we can, we can celebrate that. We can celebrate the things that we already have, expressing it right here on, on a Sunday, outside of, outside of Baptism Sunday, any day. We can celebrate those things because we know that we have them. We know that we have them. And so true. I mean, it, I don't think it's very necessary. I mean, we can have baptism, but I don't think it's necessary for us to be baptized, be saved. I'm pretty sure it's by, by grace that we've been saved through faith. That's what it is. If I got said that and I'm, I'm believing it and I'm on my way to get baptized and something happens, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure that I, I know in my heart that, that he's still going to call me his son. He's still going to call me his son. And so... It's, these, are all, these are all gifts. And so I, I want to I remind us back in, in Romans 6, uh, it's actually what Jeremy read, uh, Romans 6, 11, That in the same way, I think that somebody might have wrote this in their thing, I don't know, it might have been Chris. Uh, in the same way, you count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of the wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God, to those who have been brought from death to life, to offer every part of yourself, every single part of yourself, every, every single strength, every single thought, everything that is within you and around you for him as an instrument of righteousness. Because sin shall no longer be your master. He's not your master. You can't serve two masters. You can only serve one master. And you are not under the law, but under the law of grace. 
under grace, that is what it is, right there, under grace. And so I, I know that sometimes I can totally forget that. I think that it's not by grace. Again, it's not by just saying yes. It's not by saying or even saying the right things. I got to make sure that I'm watching Andy because if he didn't say in Jesus' name, then it, you know, it's all jacked up or in the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father and all those things. It's, it's, it's all null and void. So I, it's just those, it's not, it's by grace. And that's the only thing right there. And so as we are understanding the sonship, we, we move into this friendship, and that's where we're going to kind of hang out is in uh, John chapter 15. And in John chapter 15, uh, he's talking about this deep, abiding, resting, living, like breathing everything that is coming from your being is coming from this source. And, I, and that's what I, I'm just, for all of us, for the people who got baptized today that are maybe just reawakening to it, or even us who have been hanging on the vine for a, a really long time. <laughs> Me, it's only been like eight years, nine years or something. But it's, it's so important to remember that in, in this, this is, this is the vine. He is, I'm gonna, and I actually want to, I just want to read the, literally the entire thing because it's, it's just so, uh, so good. So in John, John chapter 15, verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And so I'm continuing reading, but I think I circled like 15 times that the word in me is in here. And I just want you guys to kind of pay attention to that a little bit right now and as you're reading this week or whenever you, just, just read this chapter, okay? Just, just read this chapter. So anyway, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, those truths, those promises, those, those things, those urges that are remaining in you, when you remain in that, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done. For you, this is, my, this is to my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in me, or remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you this so that your joy may be in you. And that the joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my, command, or my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know what the master's business is. Instead, I have called you friends. And everything, sorry, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. 
And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, to love each other. That's, that's, all, that's I'm stopping right there. Stop right there. That's a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I just, I just had to read it. I, I actually, I'm not sorry. So, yeah, I'm not. Um, the, the thing is, again, he's, he's led us up to this moment, and he wants to tell you who he is in the Father and who the Father is in him. And then he wants to tell you that who you are and who he is in you. And then he wants to tell you that, remember that? Oh, and you need to love each other. Just so you know, you need to love other people. Love your friends. Love those people that are kind of annoying, unlovable. <laughs> My, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I'm looking at Christina. No. <laughs> Love you, yeah. So, and, th- and then he goes back and he says, because, you, because I, I've loved you when you're not, not lovable. <laughs> I've loved you when you were, I told you things and you just completely went right over your head. <laughs> when I told you things and you were waking me up when I was asleep, when you were uh, thinking that I needed to prove myself to you, all those things. When we remain in him, you learn this, this joy that is complete. You remain in him when you deeply abide in this intimacy with relationship with him. You, you just, you have so much joy that is ne- it's complete. It doesn't end. And it's, it's this ability to enjoy and experience Christ's love, even in the midst of uh, being a friend. <laughs> even in the midst of loving someone, walking, pursuing someone, even when they don't even want you to pursue them. Because that's what Jesus did. That's what he did for us. I'll tell you right now, because I got baptized, and I sometimes were not, was not pursuing him. <laughs> I did some dumb stuff, even while I got baptized after that. But the thing is, is that he kept pursuing. And he kept reminding me, and he kept telling me of who I am, and he kept re- reminding me that, that he does love me, even though I don't believe it. That he is fond of me. I have this tattoo on my arm, and it says, I'm especially fond of you. And that, he's talking to me. And it says, Papa, because he's my father. Because he, he is in Jesus. Jesus is in us. He's my father. He's telling me that. All up in here, he's saying about how if you've loved me, the Father loves you. I'm showing you that this is a connection that you cannot mess up. This is, this is the vine. I don't know much about vegetables and fruits. I should have Josh come up here and Mindy. They, they like garden and all the things and crop armor. Plug for that. Get your crop armor. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that a vine and branches and how, how does fruit be produced on a vine it shoots out a branch, and then it flowers, and then there's fruits. We'll just say grapes. There's grapes on that. Where does all, where does, is there water just landing on the top of the, the flower, and that's how it starts to, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure that it comes from the roots. It comes from the, the, the vine that is coming out of the ground. 
and the energy and the photosynthesis. I don't know. I'm, I'm not all up on all that stuff, but it's coming from inside. And once you're so close to that, that vine, the fruit just produces, and it's, and it's so sweet. When it's really close to, it's, it's a little bit not so sweet on the outside. doesn't mean it's not fruit, but it's, it's really sweet when it's really close. It's got to be really close to the source, and that's what he's saying. You, you need to be remaining in me, abiding in me. Lord, help us to abide in him. Help us to remain in deep friendship with him. We have the sonship. We know that we're part of this, this vine, but now I have to abide. I have to stay and remain. Why? Why do I have to do that? Because I got to be able to serve others. I got to be able to love others, not on my own accord. I got to be able to be Colton later down in, the, in his life and, and say that, hey, I have been remaining. And now I can tell you that, look, this is what's been happening in my life because I've been remaining in him. Let me show you this. Walk with me. Let me walk with them. That's exactly it. Let me walk with them because I know that it is so life-giving that it's just producing. And it's not fruit as in fruit as in, oh, Lawrence, you know, now know the Lord and that you're my fruit. No, it's the fruit that's in me. It's the fruit that is joy and peace and kindness and love and forbearance and all those things that has been being produced as fruit is proving that I am his disciple, that I, have, I am so close to him. I am, I am not a, an apple tree with taped on lemons. Like it, I, am, I am that tree. And that's, that's exactly what it is. I, and, I, and I just I pray that over you because I want you all, I, I love you all. And I always say that every time. Every time I'm up here, I love you all. I barely know some of you. I haven't even met you, but I love you. <laughs> and the thing is, is that I, I want you to know that deep joy that is complete in him. That it is, it is not lacking anything. It is what we, what we cannot just forget about. And so it, it gives us a deep sense of security. It gives us a, when we feel anxiety, it gives us so, so much assurance. And again, we have to continue to abide in him to give other people that. We have to give other people that as well. And, and so I, I wanted, to know, I wanted to look into what, what love was. And so what, what chapter do you go to for love? 13, 1 Corinthians 13. But I'm going to go to ch- chapter 12 because I just, that's what I do, okay? I love to read. And if I'm going to read chapter 13, I'm going to read 1 through 12 to figure out what's happening, okay? And I totally suggest that if you got the time. But um, in, in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, uh, verse 12, He's actually jumping in right here with uh, talking about the body and the parts and how all of its many parts are form one body, and so it is with Christ. So it is with us, the body. And for we are all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, we are all given one spirit to drink of. And then it continues on, it jumps over to... Uh, 21, 
The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem weaker are indispensable. Indispensable. Those weaker body parts. I may be a weaker body part. I totally can be. Andy reminds me sometimes. My other Florence reminds me sometimes. And that's okay. But the thing is, is that we, we look through that love lens, the, the perspective, the eternal perspective of who he is. Right? We said that we are all sons and daughters. When he, I see that he is a child of God or he sees that I'm a child of God, he says, I am indispensable. Indispensable. Uh, Let me see what else he says here. And the parts of that that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. That's upside down. That's backwards. If we continue on, I will. Uh, the, The parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Special. Uh, and while the presentable parts need not special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body. No division. That's exactly what he's talking about back in John. He's talking about remaining in me so that you know that you can love other people. You can love them. You can pursue them. You can continue. I'm sorry, guys. This, is, this might be going over your head or something, but believe it. He wants you to pursue other people even when they don't want you to be pursuing them. Because, but you only do it to the fact that the love in the source, remaining in him, abiding in him, that is the source of everything, the source of everything that we do, the source that you will do as you're raising your child, only out of the source of abiding in him. For me to love my wife, I need to abide in him. For me to continue to come to this church and maybe somebody said something to me, I'm going to abide in him because I know what my source is. I know what my source is. Nothing can come against that. Nothing. He conquers everything. Because he is my source, I can overcome anything. And I believe that for you. If you don't believe that, I hope that you can sit and ponder on it and ponder on what, what the word says, what John's saying to us right here. And so, sorry, I digressed. I forgot what I was doing. Uh, We were going over, he's talking about in context here. And we go over to John 13. And he continues on talking about how you can have all these gifts and be a part of this body and have all these things. But if you don't have love. Verse 1. I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but I do not have love. I'm only a resounding gong or a clinging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy, I can have faith, uh, faith, all min- uh, mysteries, and all knowledges. And if I have faith that I can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And then it continues on. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, always endures. That's hard. How can we do that? I don't think I, I cannot do that. I didn't 
my wife is out of town. I have not done the dishes. And I have to do them before she gets back. Yes, because she, she, will, she, will, she will not be in this little word right here. She, it, not, not easily angered. I love you. Um, I'm saying this because that's, that's what we do when we, when we go, again, we go back here to John. We go back to John, and he's saying right here, remain in me so that you can love each other just as I have loved you. No greater love than this than to lay down my life for my friends. Lay down my life for my friends. This is the command. Listen, when we know that the source we have, we can keep his commands. If you love me, You'll keep my commands. Not keep my commands if you love me. Okay, keep my commands if you love me. No. Love me. Abide in me. Fall in love with me. Understand what grace I have given you. Understand what righteousness I have given you. Understand your sonship so that we can be friends. So that we can truly be friends that will weather any storm can handle anything and have joy that is complete and full. And so as, as I'm closing here, Arnick, if you want to hop up, um, I think I'm just going to continue on this love thing. First John, First John 4, First uh, John 4, 7. I literally have love and I have just arrows all over this page. And it says, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. I, I really hope that I'm, I'm just, I, I may be redundant. I don't know. I'm not a very good writer. I'm not a very good speaker. But I just, I want to really reiterate that the source comes from God. Abiding in him. It comes from him. And it says that everyone who loves has been born of God. Born of God. Born again, right? Nicodemus, he said, you got to be born again. You're born from God. When we identify with him, that love comes from us. And we continue on. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed us his love. He sent his only, one and only son into the world that we might live through him, in him, by him. And this is love. Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That is it. That is it right there. When we do that, the world has changed. Lives are transformed. Exactly what Andy was saying, transform lives. That is why we're here, for transformed lives. And we can't do that apart from him because then we're just taping stuff on a blank vine. We're just taping it on because there's no life coming to it. I, I really, I, again, I don't know. I, I don't like speaking super much because I don't know if anybody's getting anything. I like conversation. And so I, I, hope, that you can, I hope that you can really believe that, that you can, you can abide in him. You can read his word and read and put yourself in there knowing that what he said in this time He's, he's trying to let us know that's what we need to do as well. 
When we need to, he was saying to them, let me remind you this last time before I go that you need to remain in me and I am in the Father and the Father is in me and I am in you. And I gotta go. And, but there's gonna be somebody who's gonna come and help you. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gonna teach you and remind you. I'm gonna pull it up. It's in, the, it's in here. John, John 14, 25, he says, all this I have spoken whilst I was still with you. I've told you all these things. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you everything that I have said to you. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And he's gonna remind you So we have, we have communion going on. Uh, and those who are actually uh, part of the prayer team, if you guys could go to your, to your spot. There'll be people uh, around the room. And I want this, I would like for this to be a moment of Identifying with Jesus. Identifying that he is in us. You can grab communion. You can do it with your friends, your family. You can wait on communion. You can go and pray with somebody and say, I just need to remind myself that I am a son. Can you just remind me? That is, that is why we're here. It's to recalibrate, to realign to the fact that we are sons and daughters of the most high king, the ruler of the universe, the father of fathers, the Lord of lords, the king of kings. It may not seem like it because we're in this building that doesn't look like a castle, but we are, we are of, the, of the most king, the most high king. And so... I would love for you to uh, stand with me and let me pray over you. And then we're going to sing song, a uh, song. You can come and get communion. You can pray with somebody. Just connect to that vine. Connect to the source. Whether you're kneeling right here, whether you're sitting and not even standing, whether you're just opening your hands, raising your hands, just come as you are. Nothing you need to do is just be. The branches don't do anything to make fruit. They're just there, and then fruit happens. They're connected. They're connected to the vine, connected to Christ, connected to others, connected to purpose. It's the vine and the branches right there connected to the source, connected to others, and the next thing you know, fruit's coming out of it. It's amazing. So Lord, I thank you for every single person that is in here. I thank you for the victory that you have given us in you, Christ. The victory over sin, the victory over the muck, the junk of my life, of our lives. 
thank you for realigning us today to who we are in you. And that we get to celebrate that with everybody in this room. Help us to see each other as redeemed. Help us to see each other as justified, as innocent, as righteous, just as you see us. So, Lord, I thank you. I bless every person that is in here. May they know you more. May they realize that you want them to be close to the vine, and that vine is you. So, Lord, we give you our lives. We give you every aspect of our lives, every strength, our muchness. We give you our muchness, and that's just every ounce of everything that we can give. Thank you, Lord. In your name, Jesus.